This episode of the Royal Ramble is dedicated to the memory of Jamin Pugh, otherwise known as Jay Briscoe. everyone and welcome to another Sunday edition of the Royal Ramble. I am back at it for another week and we are officially on the road to WrestleMania, although you might not know it if you've been watching WWE. It does seem like most of their creative efforts have been going into booking tomorrow night's 30th anniversary show for Raw and they've kind of been neglecting their pay-per-view next weekend. On paper, I would say the only match I am kind of interested to see at the moment is the Women's Rumble, and that's only because of the element of surprise, as there isn't really a clear-cut winner yet. But there were some clear-cut winners and some clearly-cut winners at last night's UFC 283 event. So before I get into my thoughts and predictions for the Royal Rumble next Saturday, let's take a look at the UFC card from last night, as it was a pretty damn good one. It seems like it's been ages since the last UFC pay-per-view, but they are back and in grand fashion. Wow, what a card. The light heavyweights kick things off on the main card, or should I say punch things off, because Johnny Walker just about punched the face clean off of Paul Craig's head. In what started off in a typical feeling-out process, the action picked up very quickly in the opening round. Craig saw Walker's foot coming from a mile away and caught it, but didn't see the overhand right coming. That one connected and dropped him, and then Walker just unloaded with a flurry of strikes, including some big backhand shots, and that was all she wrote, so get Walker the TKO. It was then announced that former featherweight champion and ultimate fighting legend Jose Aldo Jr. would be the latest inductee into the UFC Hall of Fame, and might I say well-deserved. And how appropriate is it that the announcement is made in his home country? Women's flyweight action was next as Jessica Andrade took on Lauren Murphy. This may have been the most dominant performance in a three-round women's fight that I've ever seen. Okay, I'm sure there have been more dominant performances in past years, but this was definitely the most dominant in recent memory. Andrade just controlled the octagon and controlled the general pacing of this fight, and by the end of it, Murphy's face started to resemble raw hamburger, but to Murphy's credit, she did manage to make it to the end. It seemed like every shot Andrade took, she landed right down the middle, and it got to the point that DC was actually begging the ref to stop this fight. That didn't happen, but Andrade ended up getting the unanimous decision, and rightfully so. From there, we had a welterweight contest between Neil Magny and Gilbert Burns. Burns got an early takedown and then masterfully switched positions and secured an arm triangle for the quick tapout. And in his post-fight interview, he made it clear what he wants next. So if anybody knows where Colby Covington is at, let him know that Gilbert Burns is looking for him. And then it was the fight that I was most looking forward to, as these guys usually put on bangers every time we see them together. This one was no exception, but a bit of a disappointing finish, and not really up to par with some of their previous bouts. It was Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno for the undisputed flyweight belt. Figueredo locked on a guillotine choke early, and then later in the fight he applied a heel hook, both of which Moreno was able to escape like he was Houdini or something. Actually, Moreno showed some great submission defense throughout this fight. He really did his homework. The disappointment that I spoke of happened after Moreno landed a huge left hook, but on the follow-through he accidentally jammed a thumb into Figueredo's eye, 
his eye started to swell up and it became so much of an issue that the doctors would not let him continue. And so the fight and the title were awarded to Moreno by TKO. DC said in the post-fight interview that this officially closes the chapter between Moreno and Figueredo, but I'm not so sure that I agree with that based on how it ended. Plus, they're 2-2 two and two now, so I wouldn't be opposed to a fifth fight to finally settle it. Although Figueredo did say in the interview that he may be leaving the division. And then in the main event, it was Glover Teixeira putting his light heavyweight title on the line against Jamal Hill. Eye pokes seemed to be the theme of the show, as there were a couple in this fight as well, first with Hill getting a finger in the eye, and then later Teixeira. I guess you can call that an eye for an eye. Or maybe not. There were a few times in this fight where I thought Hill was going to finish, as Teixeira looked dead on his feet, but that guy is tough, man. He was able to withstand and make it out of every round. There was one sequence where Hill was just lighting him up like a Christmas tree with a series of uppercuts and knees to the body, but Teixeira just kept pushing forward. Unfortunately, even though Teixeira took all that punishment, he never quite mounted any comeback, and this led to Hill picking up the unanimous decision. Following the post-fight interview, Teixeira left his gloves in the ring, signaling his retirement, on the very same night as the retirement of another Brazilian mixed martial arts legend, Shogun Hua. Speaking of legendary, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view is just that, as is the match itself. But I sometimes question the WWE's haphazard use of the word legend in reference to some of the talent that they choose to bring back for these reunion shows, including tomorrow night's celebration of 30 years of Monday Night Raw. But that's tomorrow night, so we'll see how it turns out. For right now, I wanted to focus on the Rumble pay-per-view. For several decades, this has been one of my favorite WWE events, sometimes even more so than WrestleMania. I remember as a kid, after my swimming lesson, I would go with my dad and brother to the video store. Video stores, what are those, right? But I would go right to the wrestling section and often choose one of the Royal Rumble events to rent. Nowadays, it seems like the WWE has placed more emphasis on the name alone as the draw for these shows, rather than putting forth any effort to build to said show and create some compelling angles leading into them. I was hoping things would have changed under the creative guidance of Paul Levesque, but with all the latest news surrounding the return of Vince McMahon and potential sale of the company, it does seem like this event's glory years are long gone. I'm going to try and maintain a positive mindset here, but I'm still kind of disappointed with the lackluster build for an event of such high importance. Let's talk about the non-Rumble matches first. We have two matches on the card that involve Bray Wyatt's hocus-pocus nonsense. It's bad enough that we have one of those matches, but two? And what's worse is that given the lineup, it looks like those two matches could be back-to-back. Alexa Bliss gets her shot at Bianca Belair's Raw women's title, and less enthused about this match I could not be. It looks like a decent match on paper, but my concern is that whatever change in character that Bliss is currently going through will kind of eclipse the overall in-ring quality of the match. Assuming that the Rumble will be the culmination of the full metamorphosis, for lack of a better word, of Bliss, I can actually see her winning the title with a little help from her Firefly friends. And then the other match on the card with a similar build is the one between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. This feud isn't doing anything for me at all, and I really just want to see it end, so I don't care who wins. I don't even know what to expect here. From the sounds of it, it seems like the arena will be lights out for this match, so what's the point of even having it? I'm thinking it'll be some kind of cinematic match that will start in the back and eventually make their way to the ring. 
I think this is where we'll get the ultimate reveal of Uncle Howdy, who I'm thinking will either be Vincent from Ring of Honor or Cameron Grimes, and this leads to Wyatt's victory. The guy hasn't had a match since his return a full four months ago, so he probably should win his first match back, but really, who cares? This angle sucks. I'm picking Wyatt to either win the match or there's some kind of non-finish. Another puzzling match on the card with a significantly better build than the other two is the WWE Universal title match between challenger Kevin Owens and champion Roman Reigns. And as of this podcast, there is still no stipulation, which is completely bizarre. What's to stop the bloodline from getting involved? I think there will be a title change tease where Sami Zayn gets involved at some point and goes for the Haluva kick on KO, but KO switches positions with Reigns and Sami kicks him by accident. I can see them doing something at the end where Reigns just drops bombs on Owens or perhaps locks him in a guillotine choke or something, and KO refuses to quit, so Sammy throws the towel in on his behalf and Reigns retains. And then the question becomes whether Sammy did it out of sympathy for Owens or to help Reigns win. Now, we still don't know what's going to happen in the trial angle tomorrow, so this is all assuming that Sammy is still going to be at the Rumble event and assuming that the bloodline don't turn on him tomorrow. So that, of course, leads to the two Rumble matches. As I said earlier, the women's match is a lot tougher to call because there hasn't been a clearly defined favorite yet, so that alone makes this match much more interesting. Like most years, I think we're getting a lot of surprises, and possibly some from outside the WWE, including Chelsea Green, who recently left Impact. I can also see Mickie James, the current Impact knockout champion in the match, as she was last year, and then, of course, the regulars like Lita and Trish. Two of the most talked about women lately have been Sasha Banks and Naomi, more so Sasha, especially after a recent appearance at Wrestle Kingdom. I think it's a safe bet that Naomi will be in the match. After all, her husband still works for the company and is part of a huge angle, so it only makes sense for her to be there. And to be honest, I don't personally see her as a fit for any other company. Sasha is the big question mark, but I'm going to make the bold prediction right now that she returns at number 30 and wins the event. Imagine the pop that would create. And not only that, but if we assume that the two current champions are still going to be champions following the Rumble, she does have history with both, and it creates an interesting dynamic involving her decision for WrestleMania. I can see her tossing out Ronda to finally win the match as well. The men's rumble is a lot simpler to predict, as there are really only two options that I can see, unless of course The Rock was working all of us with his recent comments. They've really hammered it home that Cody Rhodes is the favorite to win, and I can't really see any other probability. There is, however, one other possibility, and that's Sami Zayn. Not only is he part of a huge angle, but the guy is over, and having Cody win could risk him becoming another Batista with Sami playing the Daniel Bryan role. I do see a lot of surprises in this one as well. I can see them doing something where Bray Wyatt comes out to the ring using three of his gimmicks, a la Mick Foley. I've also heard rumors of Steve Austin being a surprise, and I can totally see that happening as well. I can also see both Edge and Beth Phoenix returning to cost Finn and Rhea their respective Rumble matches. I see Brock Lesnar coming out at number 30 and immediately being tossed out by Gunther. Ultimately, I see this one coming down to Cody Rhodes and all four Bloodline members, including Sami Zayn. Cody manages to eliminate the Usos and Solo, so it's him and Sami at the end. Sami starts building momentum and hits Cody with three consecutive Huluva kicks, and the crowd starts exploding with chants of Sami Uso. Just as Sami is signaling that he's going to dump Cody out, 
the Usos come back and attack Cody. And Sammy is questioning what they're doing. Cody fights them off and throws Sammy headfirst into Solo to knock him off the apron, and finally dumps Sammy out to win the match. Given my predictions for this and the women's match, I think I'd rather see the women's rumble close the show. So that's the rumble. I'm kind of skeptical, but I'm going to try going in with an open mind next weekend, and maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. After all, it couldn't be worse than last year. But now I'm going to predict the next card, Elimination Chamber. It is in Montreal in February, and here is my fantasy forecast. Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the WWE Universal Championship. As much as I'd like to see Sami be the one to beat Roman and take the title from him, and I think it should be at Mania, I just can't see it happening this year. And this is the best option for the main event in Montreal. I'm assuming Sami gets kicked out of the bloodline either tomorrow night on Raw or the SmackDown following the Rumble. That said, I wouldn't be opposed to Roman beating Cody at Mania and holding the belt for another year and then Sammy taking it from him in Mania 40. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley in a mixed tag team match. The Usos versus Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes versus the New Day versus Sheamus and McIntyre versus RK Bro in the tag team elimination chamber match for the undisputed tag team titles. Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa no holds barred. Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks and Bayley. Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler versus Mishin versus Raquel Rodriguez in the Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's title because the draft means nothing. Okay, so there's that to look forward to. I will be back next week with a full review of the Royal Rumble event and preview of NXT Vengeance Day on February 4th. Until then, I leave you with an A-B-C-ya.